Hi, and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Ritchie, and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded, land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and any First Nations people listening today. Today I'm talking to Anthony Talasinus. Anthony is the head chef of George Columbaris's new restaurant, The Hellenic House Project in Hyatt, a bayside suburb about 35 minutes from Melbourne CBD. I think you'd have to have been under a rock if you didn't know that George Columbaris had opened a new restaurant, and I, like many, was following the lead up and opening as well as the star-studded diners such as Nigella Lawson and Gordon Ramsay, who've been sharing their love of this new venue on social media. What I love about the Hellenic House Project's own social media is that it seems really important to them to introduce the whole team as being part of a family who believe in the same things and want to share a sense of community, as well as celebrating Greek culture. Anthony has introduced Third Post In as the head chef and a proud Greek Australian with a wonderful background cooking in some of Australia's best restaurants. Obviously, my interest was piqued. In Danny Valiant's wonderful podcast, Dirty Linen, side note, happy third birthday to that glorious podcast, Colin Barris tells you that he's told everyone to keep an eye on Anthony because he has a really good feeling about him, that he's ambitious, he's driven, and he's a way better version of George Colin Barris. When I arrived at the Hellenic House Project, Anthony showed me around the more casual downstairs kitchen, and then we went upstairs to the more elevated dining space, the good room, and he explained that three months in, they're far busier than they would have expected, and they're having to renovate to create more space and another kitchen. Anthony's one of those chefs who just exudes passion for the industry. I found his enthusiasm for cooking, the hospitality community, and for the Hellenic House Project intoxicating, and I was hanging off his every word. There were countless moments in this conversation where I think I had the goofiest smile, because what Anthony was articulating was absolute gold. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation and I can't wait to go back to the Hellenic House Project for dinner. Hi, how are you? Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Um, I'll take you around. Yeah, great. So this is, um, sorry, we're just in uh, redevelopment at the moment. Wow, already? Um, already, yeah. <laughs> well, we that would be this busy. So I did it. Yeah. Council said so we'll be this busy, which is fantastic. So we originally just thought that this would suffice. So this has been the kitchen. We operate both eateries from here. Yeah. Being the uh, casual restaurant I sit for, and upstairs, which I'll take you now. Yeah. Um, and then after week one, George and I sat down and we were like, <laughs> we need more room. We need yeah, more wow. help. Um, and uh, we've decided now that. The back area, we've got permits to uh, build a kitchen there. So okay. the back area will be, um, it's a total structure science full on at the moment. Um, that will be our kitchen. The Sulezu will run here and I'll run down there. So it'll be operational. So this is. Well, this is congratulations. That's a, that's a great success story and a hat. So yes, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, um, it's been a whirlwind. It's been brilliant. Everyone's worked really hard. To, we're, we're wrapped. We're absolutely wrapped. It's stunning. I'll take you upstairs. Yeah. Where, where the, the, the good room is. <laughs> Thank you for making a trip down as well. Oh, of course. Um, so 
this is uh, this is actually all new, relatively, the last few days. Wow. Last, uh, few weeks. This kid some will be just cocktails and nibblies and nice. getting trying to get that real uh, Greek island vibe going. Yeah. So after you put Thank you. Awesome. Not quite the the warm weather of the Greek no, island at the moment. A lot of people, funny enough, a lot of people are like, where have you seen that? I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. It's freezing. We're like, no, no, we want to see that time. <laughs> so this is it. Um, oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. So that's the architectural done by Cavaris Design, so another local that you can stop. Yeah. The, the 3D printing. Um, so, yeah. So, the text here, if you like. Thank you. The easiest. It's a beautiful arch window. Yeah, it actually, um, so when we when first came here, George approached me, well, obviously, there was a hotel surrender with him, and he yes. approached me about this idea. We came here and I was like, George met George, and I was like, I don't know how the hell we're going to pull this off, like. Oh, really? I was like, it looks really like, I don't know what we're going to do, and this, that, the other, and then he's like, nah, trust me, we're going to do this, that, the other. I was like, oh, cool, I'll trust you. And then I came, like, two weeks later, and this whole thing was gutted. I was like, wow, okay, that was quick. And then two weeks later, this whole thing had been made. I was like, Jesus, it's only been a month. So, yeah. So, that, so it came together quite quickly then? Six weeks in total. That's so impressive. Six wow. weeks in total. So yeah. originally it was um, with the other owner, Phil, a uh, chicken shop as well as a frozen yogurt place at the back. Um, and then I don't know who approached you about the idea. I think maybe GC approached Phil or vice versa. And George said, look, I'll... Apparently he said, you know, I think I'll let the chef want there. So let's see what he says. And he approached me and that was really nice of him. And I was like, and I was in the process of moving permanently to the peninsula. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was like a big phone call to, to make to the partner saying, hey, um, hold on to our stuff because it looks like I'm coming back to the suburbs. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Yeah, because I hadn't realised, um, obviously, you know, I looked through and I'm realise now that you were at Hotel Sorrento having just spoken to um, Nick, Nick yeah. <laughs> across, the, across the way but yeah, um, yeah. so um, cause it's a big drive otherwise if you drive well I, I have a house in Rosebud do you yeah so yeah, yeah. so Nick um, Nick's a, a good mate now he's really good I love the things he's doing there and um, it's funny because I'm from the northwest suburbs and I migrated there. He's from the southeast suburbs. He migrated there. Yeah. And then when I said, what's it like living in the southeast? He goes, ah, oh. he goes, you'll love it, but you'll probably be more, you know, you gravitate towards the northwest more. And then yeah. when I settled here, he goes, what do you reckon? I go, I prefer being back in the northwest suburbs, to be honest, because that's what you're used to. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's funny. Like, we made that connection because we never really knew each other until we were both there. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, um... I can't even get over, I just, I feel like when I look at the Instagram page for the Hellenic House Project, it's so full of joy, I feel like it's a really, it feels like a family, like a family yeah. sort of group or restaurant that are the, the people behind it. Yeah, so um, it's it's totally that, um, you know, George and uh, his wife Matt and his, his kids, they're, they're all involved, they get amongst it, they're all a part of it, Phil, Evil, um, the guys involved, the team, the kitchen team, it's just, it's a celebration, I feel, of um, our past and 
present what we're doing and hope and what we want to put towards our future. Um, you know, as cliche as that sounds, that's what we want. You know, we, we want everyone to feel like, you know, we, we joke around saying it's like a TV show like we grew up with. You know, you got that funny family kind of sitcom going on here. And, um, and we're proud of that. We're not trying to steer away from that. You know, a lot of, you know, I don't really look at reviews, but sometimes when I've seen reviews, the beauty that I look into it, it's, it's not that, oh, the food's amazing, the atmosphere's amazing. It's not the service. It's about, I love coming in and seeing George and his team smiling and having a laugh and having banter together. So for me, that's, that's massive because, you know, you want that camaraderie where you're enjoying each other's company because it's as history shows a lot of chefs spend more time with their team rather than their families so it has to become your own kind of team and i love that we got that you know um so it's exactly that and and i'm sort of hope that eventually people will move past the you know the the stories from the past because i was sort of thinking when you were saying that is that is that a kind of is that something that George had to do is to show how family it is here because of what's happened with staff in the past? But another part of that I also want to say, I think everyone deserves, you know, a new chapter yeah. and, um, and move forward from that. I, I, I don't think, yeah, we, we try to move forward, we try to push on, and, like, a lot of that, um, not to delve into it too much, but yeah. a lot of that at the back, you know, it's, you have a sense that George has had that throughout all of his restaurants. You know, the, a lot of people that were contributing to this restaurant are from his past. Mm. You know, so it says a lot about the person, like from uh, Terry, uh, we've had, we've had Nikita, we've had Chisa, you know, we've had all of his past workers come, come and help us contribute to make this family atmosphere. So it speaks a lot about, you know, it's a testament of how George used to run his old places because, you know, um, they've wanted to come back. They've wanted to come help. They've wanted to be there alongside and work alongside and, and myself. So, you know, that, that I think shows exactly the kind of person George is as a, as a chef, as a, as a boss and as a man. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, what do you think it is? Obviously, really excellent food. It's a beautiful setting. Well, how has it gone from, you know, opening to so huge? What, what is that? Um... I think there's a few things that contribute to that. Um, you know, I think Melbourne's longing for good, honest Greek food. You know, I think, you know, Melbourne um, is very blessed with some incredible cuisines that have been the forefront of uh, dining. Like, you know, we've got such a, such a melting pot of cultures. And George left um, a big... Uh, I'll say put Greek food on a pedestal that we need to really reach and it, for a while it hasn't been that I feel personally and I think opening um, going back to the question opening has has had Melbourne to have been longing for good Greek food we've finally satisfied that and also um, another, a number of things is exactly what you said they've come people have come in we've had repeat customers they have that family orientated kind of restaurant and I think that's what people want nowadays, you know. Um, not saying that it's forever gone, but the white tablecloths and the penguin suits that uh, I grew up with, that I still still love occasionally, it's slowly starting to go down. Um, and now people want more of a homely atmosphere. They want to come and they want to feel uh, as if they're, they're in someone's lounge room and they're, they're chatting on a Sunday lunch and something like that. Mm. 
And I saw, um, I'm a big fan of Nigella, and I just, she's obviously a big fan of the Hellenic House mm-hmm. project because I just saw an Instagram post where she was remembering the soft serve Greek ice cream, uh, yogurt, yep, yep. <laughs> frozen yogurt with the syrup on it. Yeah, yeah, it? the metacast syrup yeah. and the sea salt and olive oil. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, wow, she's wherever she is now and fantasizing about that. Yeah. It must be pretty good. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, she was really, she was a great sport. Um, you know, she came in very humble, um, very uh, approachable. She, she, she loved all the food, um, loved, she ordered pretty much the whole menu, which is fantastic. The only thing she complained about was the lighting for her photos. That's why she yeah. came back a second time, which was great to see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that thing, as you said, like the family, uh, being family orientated isn't just with the chefs and it's also the suppliers and the produce, like the olive oil, are uh, our local, uh, girls from Golden Groves, they do their olive oil for us. You know, the architecture is, uh, Cavallaris, the Cavallaris design. Um, so everyone that contributes, um, you know, Andrew's Choice does our coal meats, um, everyone in this small way contribute to our family and that I think speaks volumes and why Nigella loved all the little things that we like to say and she didn't pinpoint the massive things that people would you know whether it's a lamb shoulder or something like that she was like oh no it was the chips it was all that so it's yeah. the small things and that's all those small things that build up is due to the team that you build and the family or atmosphere that you build as well and who's the guy on your reels that just loved the um the Suva was it? Was it on? On my reels, I think so. On my, on my reels, or An- Andrew Short's story, yeah. Andrew Short, he ate um, on Saturday. He does our cold meats. Okay, <laughs> so he's fantastic. He does. Uh, he actually uh, specialises in Greek cold meats, so okay. Paki and all that, which is a Crete ham that I never knew about. Yeah, he uh, dwells into that kind of thing. So it's great to actually be educated by the locals as well. Yeah, awesome, and. I also, got, I mean, still speaking about family, I really love the way that, um, you know, I, so, sorry, it seems a bit awkward like I've been stalking you, but um, just to prepare for things, no, I've been okay. looking back through your Instagram and you obviously have such an amazing relationship with your father and I yeah. really love the way you talk about him and about um, just that, yeah, respect and admiration, but it sounds like he had a big role to play in your love of food and potentially yeah, getting into restaurants massive uh, my fa- my entire family are massive foodies um so for me you know m- my father by profession is a dental prosthesis in dentistry so very specific and my brothers are in the same field so for me to be the other way the other flip side of the coin was a bit different but they'll all of them were very encouraging especially my 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 dad george he um he um he really, because I was in a bit of, not a bit of a rut, but I, I just graduated in media studies. I was looking to do journalism um, at the Trobe Uni. And I really didn't find a gateway as I did. And my side hustle was always hospitality. You know, I was in either a pizza shop, I was either at a coffee shop, I was doing something with hospitality. And my dad just sat me down and he just said, F, if you really, really, really love this and you're good at it, have a real crack. Do an apprenticeship, do it properly. And since then, you know, this has happened. And... Uh, you know, he's always pushed me to be the best I can, and you know, he's he's like a best mate, not just a not just a father, but yeah. he's good. He's a good lad. So, and he used to he really used to put me into the Melbourne dining scene. So he used to treat me as I've said, like he used to say, "Oh, you know, we had a restaurant. You love this place." So it was big for me for one of the first restaurants I've really led for us to achieve it. So it was massive. So it's good. Yeah. So as well as your dad, I feel like there's been some really strong um, mentors 
in lots of the, you've worked at some amazing places, which yeah. says a lot about you as well that you got into those places. But um, also the people that the, the, the teams you are with. And I mean, I think maybe you're just. A, it sounds like you're a really respectful and, and appreciative person because it seems like all of your throughout you're very um, enthusiastic about the other people that you're working with and the restaurants that you're working in, like Montalto and Park Street Pasta. And yeah, all those kind of, yeah. I think um, the thing that I really look towards is. Um, just personalities, you know. Um, I I for, I worked with Matt Wilkinson and Diana Desensi, you know, uh, on not a, I would say a whim, but they just said, "Can you come help me for a wine dinner?" And um, straight away in a kitchen, uh, I really took to DM Matt because it was the same personality, the same banter as um, as I had. Gus, uh, who's fantastic at Park Street. We had the exact same uh, ethos as well, which was brilliant. Uh, Mario Di Natale at Grossi. So all those, all those chefs that I've, uh, I've had a connection with isn't just due to food. It's also due to personality, how, how their humour is, um, things they're into. So I look towards more of that necessarily. I think if you have a good person or someone that's great at... Um, you know, a great personality, I think you can teach them and work with them and do anything you can. If you've got someone who's a bit toxic, no matter how talented they are, you really only go so far with them. Yeah. And is that something that you take into your into your leadership as well? As, um... Yeah, I think, you know, you want to build a team that has a common ground. You know, you want to build a team that, you know, I, I, I remember, like, you'd hear about the horror stories of kitchens and, you know, the revolving door of chefs going in and out, in and out. And I was like, I do not want that. I don't want someone to come in and be here for a few months and be like, this isn't for me. I want to build a team where, you know, you're promoting from within. They want to learn from within. They, um, they're striving for something more from within. And I, I want to be that chef that people are like, I want to work for him. Mm. You know, you don't want to be... Uh, somewhere where it's just a short tenure because what's the point of that they're mm. there for what three months and then they're like no nah, it wasn't for me the the rumors are true i think you need you know you get the best out of people when they're at their happiest mm. and that's what you need as a leader and that's so true and i always think too that that you know I'm, as, as a diner i'm always hoping that is the situation in the kitchen cause yeah i think it's reflected in the food as well and it's just it's a better situation for everyone if everyone is happy. Yeah, exactly right. It's hospitality, after all, and yeah. um, and I think that also means with, yeah within internally. Um, so tell me more about the food because I've been seeing all these great um, reviews and um, and photos and so on. When you say home style, can you is it yeah. stuff you grew up with? Or is yeah, it... yeah, definitely. It, it it is a take on stuff we've grown up with. Like um, you know, we, George and I have brainstormed stuff that we've wanted to try that we wouldn't uh, stereotypically see in a restaurant. You know, stuff like stifado, which is a braised, a braised beef or a braised oxtail we use at the moment, a braised shoe. We'd never think you'd see stifado on the menu. Um, you know, horta, which are just braised greens. We never thought we'd see horta on a menu. Um, our take on hilopites, which is uh, pasta, which is usually short and square, mm. but you can get some long ones. We never thought we'd see hilopites on a Greek menu. So it's very much a mix with nostalgia as well as um, showing people a different side of Greek that we never ever thought in our eyes mm. we would ever see it on a menu. 
you know, yeah. um, you know, the typical things of, you know, the lamb, Greeks eating lamb, that's all they eat is lamb. It's not necessarily the case, you know, if you go to Greece, it's mainly pescetarian, vegetarian kind of menus. Um, and we want to, you know, we want to take that and take also the Greek Australian way of doing things, you know, for us, uh, you know, La Gerda is something that my dad eats, which is uh, Benito in brine. That he's like, can you put that on the menu? So we're trying to look at that. Yuvridlakia um, is a meatball soup. The stuff that people that have only known Greeks to have lamb and zanziki, we want to try and break that mold and do stuff that we've seen from our grandmothers and, you know, so on and so forth. And I saw, um, is it Yaya's um, tiramisu? tiramisu. Yeah. That looked uh, really amazing too. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it was a bit of a, that was a bit of an OD to my uh, my time at Grossi and uh, Park Street, obviously synonymous with tiramisu. And um, I just thought, you know what, how can I, bit of a tongue-in-cheek, turn this into something Greek? What did Yaya always have in her pantry? So she always had uzor. She always had melumakarina, the biscuit. She always had uh, Eon chocolate. So I was like, well, they're the, and great coffee, obviously. So I was like, they're all the elements that contribute. You know, you need a soft biscuit to absorb coffee. You need uh, a, a liqueur of some sort. So I was like, yeah, well, let's have a play around. And um, yeah, everyone loves it, which was fantastic. It was yeah. awesome to see. And it looked good too. Like, it, is yeah. it, does it, do you bring it out to the table? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So a lot of our um, a lot of our plates, funny enough, like we have also um, Sam Gordon does all of our beautiful plates that you yeah, see right now by well. hand that we um, we went and helped with. They're gorgeous and what he's done for us. But also our serving plates are funny enough uh, from our grandmother's pantries. So we've got those old, really eighties style, you know, kind of plates. And um, we have those bowls for that tiramisu, which George, funny enough, would run in while I'm trying to prep and be like, oh my God, I found this bowl. How cool does it look? I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you for that. What do I do now? <laughs> but it's been great. It's been really exciting to go and um, get all those antiques and show them in a different way. Um, you know, whatever we play, our doll mothers, we play in uh, plates that we've clean from our own pantries you know um the tiramisu exactly those crystal bowls that you would only get in the, your grandmother's good room you can't touch them we put them in there so it's yeah. great that we've utilized everything that we've got in our own backyard and is it are you putting together the menu or do you do that in consultation is it how does it's it's a bit a bit of both george will sit down and i will sit down and we have the beauty of changing the menu every day if we want to so you know it, it, it's dependent on what the best project is produce is what we feel like doing and we'll sit down gc and i and george will be like i have this idea let's muck around with it see if it's good and then um i had my own idea let's muck around and see if it's good it was a bit of a rivalry on saturday he did a, he did his own dish he did a gift there dish and i uh i had a contribute uh, i had a titty uh, cafeteria which is a dip with anchovies dish and we try to see who would sell more and uh, I, I got one over him, but <laughs> but he sent one of his dishes to someone else, so he technically thinks it was one one. So okay. it's it's a fun, <laughs> it's a funny little game that we play, but it's a lot of brainstorming with it we do with each other, and a lot of people to contribute, which is great. You know, we we you want to um, promote creativity within your culture. Yeah, is that what I mean? You seem very enthusiastic about um, about cooking and chef life, um, which is so great. Is 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 that what keeps you in there? Is it the creativity side? Is it is it the 
I don't know, the, the thrill of service? Is it the hospitality aspect? What do you love about being I, a chef? I think it's a mixture of everything. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I, I absolutely, I think um, being a young kid growing up and loving just to be social, um, even though chefing can be a little bit isolated sometimes, but having that camaraderie with the team um, and that industry where, you know, a friend of mine, John, said to me perfectly, we went and ate at Sarai with Ross and um, it was John's birthday and Ross invited us to one of the tables. And John said to me, it's beautiful that your industry, like everyone shows so much respect, admiration that if they recognise you, they might send you something small because you don't see that in a lot of industries. And I, I love that. Like, I love the fact that, you know, you're, it's not just your team in a chef life. It's that if you're in the industry, it's well respected by everyone, you know, because I, I, I would do the exact same for someone who is in the industry for myself and I saw them come into my restaurant and I know the exact, they go through the exact same hardships as I do. So I would want to do something small to make their experience a little bit you know more special so um that that contributes i like the fact that the whole industry is respectful to one another i love that idea i love the, i love the service i love absolutely love service i love it when um the pressure's on i feel like pressure's one of the best things the best gifts that you can have you know you shouldn't run away from it you should take it on because the outcome at the end of it is something really really amazing um so I just, I think it, it is something that, it is an industry that I love it so much because it was meant for me in a way. Like, I feel like it was, uh, it's my match. You know, I don't see myself doing anything else. A lot of people say, what would you do other than cooking? And I cannot uh, put my hand on it. I've put my finger on it for, uh, for that matter. So um, I, I think it's my best match. and I love everything about it. I wouldn't change it for the life of me. That's such a great answer. I love it. And I love hearing about the community as well because I think <clears throat> maybe it wasn't always the case that people were respecting each other, but, you know, and, and there's always competition, I guess, between yeah. venues. But I think it's better when there's a thriving industry and lots of venues are doing really well and encouraging each other. Yeah, I think that's what, you know, we're, we're all in this same game together. Mm. You know, we're all in the same game together. And, like, friendly rivalries is great. You know, I've, I've had, I'm blessed with a lot of friends in the industry, but seeing how far they've come isn't, oh, how dare they be that great. Like, it's not bitter at all. I'm wrapped. One of my friends that, um, that I went to school with is Rasheen Cole at, um, at a dining. Oh, I love And Rasheen. she's amazing. You Like, she got a James Beard Award. That's yeah. incredible. So, yeah. you know, that shouldn't deter me or anyone else. That should be encouraging. Like, look where... A person that was sitting alongside me at a desk at William Angles, look how far they've come. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, you know, it shouldn't, I, I feel like it shouldn't be, oh, how dare they be successful. I feel like, awesome. Give them a pat on the back. If someone's achieved something, that's incredible. Should be wrapped. Yeah. And do you think about food 24 7? Um, <laughs> 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 I'm going to say no, but a lot of people are going to disagree. <laughs> That. A lot of my mates actually say you've got 20 minutes to talk about work and then that's it, we're talking about something else. <laughs> so um, I, I probably, the only thing that gets me away from me thinking about food is Carlton Football Club, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. 
and uh, obviously my partner and um, my family, being yeah. my, my god kids, my nieces, my father, my mother, etc. All my family. That's 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 probably the only time I'm not really thinking about food, which is kind of sad to think about now. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say eighty percent of the time I'm thinking about food and what to do with it and where to go from there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people would disagree with that answer. A lot of people <laughs> say it's 95% on thinking about work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> and um, just with all the experience that you've had in the different places you've worked, um, what would you be your advice to a young person or a person who was thinking about becoming a chef? Um, I would say to someone young and I would say to... Just get, don't be afraid to get lost in the industry. What I mean by that is I think a lot of people think that you need a lot of structure and there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel and it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be A, B, C, D and then eventually I'll get there. Everyone's past different. So don't be afraid to get a little bit lost and then refine yourself. Like for me, I always thought that with, the background I have, I'll end up in an Italian trattoria, I'll be doing Italian cuisine, you know, and there was a there was a bit of a grey area for me. And that grey area, I would say to someone not to be afraid of it because it will eventually point you to the right direction of what your calling is. I was always the one to uh, run away from my Greek heritage. I was always the one to say, you know, try and adopt a different type of uh, personality to be something else in the industry. So I, I was a bit lost, and now that this has fallen on my lap, it's been the best thing for me, you know, to rediscover my, my heritage, to rediscover my love for great cooking, to rediscover my love for, you know, cooking things that I grew up with. So I would say to someone that wants to be a chef, um, dive into it, 100%, if you are thinking about doing it, get into it, as I did, you know, because I did something totally different. I was at uni doing journalism, and now I'm a chef. And um, don't be afraid when you feel a bit lost. It's good. It's good. And then it will get you to the right direction. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. My Perfect. Pleasure. Lovely to talk to you. Love to talk to you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Anthony Talasinos. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at the Hellenic House Project and Anthony's own account at Anfa underscore, that's at A-N-F-A underscore. And if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef, where you can be notified when a new story comes up. You can read the chat at www.conversationwithachef.com. I'd love it if you told a friend about my chats. And of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts, or in fact, I think many platforms where you listen to your podcasts. Once again, thanks so much for listening and have a great day.